0: Hello creative people, welcome to Creative Conversations. My name is Hollis Citron and we are so happy that you have chosen to spend this hour with us. So I am owner and founder of I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing. And I am on a mission to expand the definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush and empower people, especially adults, to own their voice that come in so many different forms. So this space was created to talk with people with all different jobs, hobbies, and interests, and have conversations about experiences and perspectives, all centered around three questions. One, how do you define creativity? Two, how do you incorporate it into your life? And three, why do you think it's important? Then we have a free-flowing conversation, and we see where it goes. So I have had the opportunity to talk to musicians, Reiki masters, mediums, doctor, lawyer, real estate agents, and so many more. And these conversations explore the reality that creativity is not cute, it is necessary. People have defined creativity as their soul's essence, courage, imagination, basically all that we are and want to be. So sharing these stories expands one's thinking and opens up self-expression to feel more empowered, connected, and dare I say, happy. My inspiring guest for today is Georgette LePage. She is a certified health and life coach who empowers women all around the world to lose their mental weight first in order to then lose their physical weight. Her approach is honest, real, clear, and genuine with transformational habit changes and mindset reset methods. Georgette's energy and enthusiasm is contagious. Georgette, welcome to the space.
1: Hello.
0: There you are. Hello. Hi, Hollis. How are you? I am good, thank you. How are you? I am so
1: excited. This is the best part of my day today.
0: Oh, (laughs) you are so sweet. Well, I am so excited to talk to you and just again, expand this definition of creativity and to find out more about who you are. So could you please, on that note, give people a little bit more
1: about uh, who you are? Certainly, certainly. Um, I own my own health and life coaching business called Georgette LePage Health and Life Coaching. Um, I started it a year and a half ago, although I've technically been coaching for 20 years, um, kind of on the side Um, with friends and and different things uh, kind of informally, but it's now solidified. I'm certified in both areas, and I work with people mainly on healthy lifestyle and weight loss from teens to people in their 70s and everybody in between, and what happens is it often turns to and adds on to things that involve empowerment, self-confidence, and so many other good things, which is, to me, the magic part about coaching is that it goes in so many different directions. Um, so that's kind of, I'm also, I have been teaching for 32 years, French, Spanish, and Latin. So I've probably actually been coaching for 32 years, just on a different level.
0: <laughs> wow. Yes. God, the classroom, that's like a whole, so many skills involved in that. <laughs> it, it sure, there sure are. I just love learning.
1: Um, I love writing. I'm always thinking and creating. So this is a perfect place for me to talk um, about what I do and what I love to do um, and connect with you because I know um, that we have a lot in common. So that's very comfortable for me. (laughs) Well, I am so Um, glad.
0: This is going to be great. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. No, no. Also, I've been married to my high school sweetheart for 28 years. So that's that's a big deal. It is Um, a big deal. and we have an 18-year-old son who is a senior in high school. And so we're in the throes of college and all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say that I live by what I coach others to do. And the best part of me is that I'm not perfect. Um, and You don't want a perfect coach. You want someone that goes through what you're going through or has gone through it. And someone that understands that we're all evolving and we're all changing and growing and we're all at different points and that's the great part of life
0: yes yeah this is what's going to be so great is we're going to talk on so many different levels um we're going to talk on just you know family and being married (laughs) creativity and that (laughs) for so long i totally understand that parenting um the aspect of teaching and coaching so much to cover uh so I'm just so happy that you're here. And I want to welcome the people that are here live. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. Um, if you have a question or a comment, please feel free to put it in the chat box below where we can see it and we can respond. So I am going to start off with my would you rather question. <laughs> okay. And um, audience, feel free to put your answer in there as well um, to the question. So uh, if you feel so inspired. So, Georgia. Would you rather drink chocolate milk or strawberry milk? Ooh. Hmm. I would say
1: chocolate milk. It's funny. I don't really drink milk, but if I were to. (laughs) Same here. I I, I used to. I've had plenty of chocolate milks in my day, Um, but I would say chocolate milk. It just seems a little bit more
0: fun. (laughs) Right. I mean, I wonder, so listeners, Please answer the question because I was always shocked, like teaching as well, many ages. And I remember being in elementary school teaching art when, you know, when I did lunch duty and I saw the milks that they got and you could choose regular milk, chocolate, or strawberry. And I would always think, who would choose strawberry milk? <laughs> that sounds so gross. <laughs> but there were some kids that did. There was more chocolate milk than strawberry milk, but there were some that did. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was like, let me just put that out there and ask. That is so funny. I haven't even
1: heard the words strawberry milk together in so long. Since we're
0: kids, the little Nesquik mixture. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I can see the image. Yes. I can see it. Isn't that funny? funny? There's certain things that just like trigger a memory. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. You're so right. Oh. There's
1: nothing like a good chocolate milk though. I mean, there's
0: there's regular chocolate milk and then there's the good stuff. So you might as well go for the good stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, yeah. side note. So this is what these conversations are about. So my um daughter is working at this amazing like chocolate place and oh. everything is made from scratch. So one day before, prior to her working there, we just were on a mission. We were both like, we want hot chocolate and we want real hot chocolate and we're like, well, there's a chocolate place not far away. So we were on a mission. They closed at 630 to make the story short. We got there at 629 and it is so amazing. It is like totally pure chocolate in this jar. It is a jar of yumminess. Oh, that's good stuff. Those are good memories. (laughs) It was. It was. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so here we go. So um, first question is, how do you define creativity?
1: Mm, That's a great question. And it really hit home for me a few years ago when I got a little older. Um, I started asking myself, who am I? What am I good at? What do I want? And all these things. And those type of things it started as a little whisper that turned to a nudge, put came to a push, and that's where I am today, starting all of this. And this is why creativity is front and center. Um, and I didn't really know that. I always associated creativity with habit you had to be an artist, which I'm not. <laughs> so I kind of had this idea in my head, but I've, I've I've grown to learn that. to me, it means letting my thoughts be different new and fresh. And for me, that's huge because, you know, I'm just at a point in life where um, it's okay to dream still. It's okay to do some new things. And I think we kind of hold ourselves back sometimes with that. Um, i not sure why we do that. It's kind of maybe just out of habit, but you know, I, I mean, you probably understand that. <laughs> yes. So, yes. and I think it's coloring outside outside the lines and that's a big deal for me. I used to like everything to be inside the lines and I've learned that it's so much so much more fun when it's outside the lines and you try new things and maybe do some hard things to get new results. Um, to me it also is becoming unstuck from your comfort zone. Um, it's kind of like being comfortable to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. and that's a big one for me because that that has not come easily. over Mm -hmm. the years Um, also experiencing new techniques new strategies and action steps especially when I'm working with clients because some things can go exactly you know the path that it's kind of leading on and you think it's going and then most of the time I will say it just goes in an opposite direction so you have to be ready all the time to pull from your back tricks (laughs) yes (laughs) oh my god (laughs) yeah (laughs) So you understand that.
0: <laughs> so yeah. understand that. Yes.
1: Yeah. And that's been that's been the most exciting part of coaching for me is that there are so many different ways to help so many different people and it's not a one size fits all. And that's just great. There's not one way to do things. Um, I often hear people say, if someone tells you there's only one way, you need to run away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so one, I remember one that
0: one. hmm yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Someone tells you there's only one way, run away.
0: Get so out of here.
1: Of- <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and just the art of brainstorming and letting yourself just imagine what could be possible. is so great when you're trying to work with someone and trying to help them draw out from themselves because that's one thing I will say. Coaching is completely different from therapy or counseling. And that's a question I get all the time from people. What's the difference? Coaching takes you where you are right now and helps you to go where you want to be. And the therapy and counseling mainly works on past experiences and trying to repair some things and move on from that. So it's not that we don't know our lessons that we learned or have our experience. It's just that we concentrate on the now and then the future. So that's a big
0: difference. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My gosh, so many things that you said. First of all, starting off saying the whole thing of realizing as you got older that this hit for you um, Mm -hmm. about who you are and what you want to do. And it became more in the forefront because first of all, you just validated my company in so many ways. So thank you. (laughs) Because. When I started, I am creative, and I left the classroom after 30 years of teaching. It was, um, I was like, I want to work with adults in this whole adulting thing. I just mm-hmm. want, we get so stuck in this. And from my perspective, to put it simply, I, you know, it's responsibility. We're like, well, I'm a responsible adult now, so I have to pay a mortgage or a rent. I have a family. I have pets. I have a job. I have, like, all of these responsibilities creativity is this cute thing that you do because, and, and, you know, that's like a little thing on the side, or you have to know how to draw or paint is the societal definition that people put on it um, of, from what I found. So what you said of um, letting things and thoughts be different, to be new, to be fresh, to color outside the lines, to, um, create like this path of what you've realized in coaching. Like it's a bag of tricks and not a one size fit all fits all the art of imagining. Mm-hmm. I mean, Oh my gosh, you put so much out there. Maybe we're sisters, Hollis. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we are. <laughs> Maybe we um, are. You, but I'm, I'm So
1: I'm, um, this is so nice that you bring this up because I was, I've always been so like, you know, convinced that I had, you know, I was just like, staying in my lane and that's where I am and that's where I'm comfortable. And now I see, you know, that it's okay. It's wonderful. Actually. It's, it's so healthy to be creative. And um, yeah, I used to think it was just an art thing and it's, it's not, it's so much in your mind. Um, And once you, once you let yourself like feel that way and think that way, it opens up a million doors for you. And that's, what's happening for me.
0: Yes. Yes, exactly. Like that's the beauty of it all is once you realize that creativity is within the way that we wake up, when you wake Mm. up, you're a creator, we're all creators. So is it, you know, what are you going to wear for the day? How, what's your hair going to look like? What kind of, you know, if you're a woman or a man, what kind of makeup are you going to wear? Um, if you're going to wear makeup, how are you going to present yourself? What are you going to eat? What's that going to look like? Um, are you the kind of person that just grabs something? Are you the kind of person that, like, likes to put things on a plate and make it look pretty? And, um, you know, I could go on and on, but we create our day. And... Mm-hmm. Um, in understanding that concept, instead of thinking that things are just happening to us, mm. but thinking we have the a sense of control or using our imagination, and we, it just it's a whole different perspective, and it's empowering. Absolutely,
1: I, and I, I find it fascinating that you say that because that is the biggest aha moment that. So many of my clients have once we start talking and we start, you know, figuring some things out because it just, it just snowballs into this excitement that, oh my gosh, I actually just, it's so exciting when people realize that they have the power within them to make decisions, to decide, you know, okay, today's going to be like this, or I'm going to think like this, I'm going to
0: allow this. It's, it's fascinating. Clients love it. Yeah. Yeah, so you hear that everybody? You actually have the power. You do have power to decide what your day, what things are going to look like and that makes it just so much more fun when you have that when you have that sense of of control, you know? Um there's so many possibilities and I will say you are going to mess up. Mm. It happens. Oh, yes. We're not perfect. <laughs> you're going to find things that you like, you're going to find things that you don't like. It's called contrast. So you have to know, you have to have those experiences in order to be able to know these things and to just, I know for me, and I'm wondering for you, Georgette, how it's been, I've really learned to laugh at myself.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the number one thing. Um, You have to be able to to remind yourself that you're human Um, Mm -hmm. and you're going to make mistakes. And mistakes are good. I've learned that mistakes are wonderful. I used to run from mistakes. Now I run to them. I used to run away from them. Yes. (laughs) Um, That's how we learn. And it's okay. And if you tell yourself, I'm going to make a mistake. You know, I say that all the time. I'm going to make about a million mistakes today. Let me get started. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's okay. It's okay. But I never used to let myself think like that until I started to learn that I get to make that decision. I get to decide where it's going. So I can't can't control my circumstances, but I can control how I react to them.
0: Mm -hmm. There we go. Thank you for that differentiation. So it's that whole respond, react. Mm -hmm. Are you going to respond by, you know, getting angry or getting frustrated and that just distorts everything? Or are you going to step back, take a breath, or laugh, or whatever that could be. Um, You have choice in that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, there are days when, you know, the mistakes are going to be frustrating. That's okay. And there are days when you're going to laugh them off and move right through them. And that's fine, too. I mean, it's okay to not be okay all the time.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Oh, my gosh. So tell us a little bit more about your journey. So, we kind of covered over certain things, saying that you, um, you've you been teaching for 32 years. You married your high school sweetheart and all of this kind of stuff. But in order to, like, let's start with the teaching aspect of things. Did you always want to be a teacher of different languages or did you fall into it? How did that work out?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, my mom was a teacher, so I always wanted to be a teacher. She was an English teacher, but I always wanted to be like her. And my grandmother was from France. So at a young age, I also started learning French. Um, And so I wanted to then become a French teacher. And then I added Spanish and a little bit of German later on. And I've also taught Latin. So there is something on my creative side with languages. Um, I always knew that. And I, I see now where it's bridging me into my coaching. So it's kind of like a big, long like a San Francisco bridge or something, you know, the Golden Gate Bridge. It's so long. And I see that there are other things on the other side. So it was well worth all of it. Um, and I'm so excited for what I'm now also experiencing, because I may not have without the teaching. I don't know. Mm.
0: So when you say there's a long bridge on the other side, explain that. I love the analogy. So... Sure. Basically, there's more that's kind of, first of all, I love the fact that you speak all these different languages because, oh my God, talk about bridging. Like you can work with so many more people because of there isn't so much of a language barrier.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I just feel like every experience in some way eventually gets you to something else. You just might not know it at the time. You know, most of us have a mindset where, You know, you go, you do this, you go to college, you do this, maybe you get married, you have kids, you get the career and you stay there forever. And that's, that's, that's how, you know, I kind of thought it used to be. And now when I say, wow, this was great, this is great, this is, you know, now, and this is where I'm also going, it just allows me to like, be okay with
0: doing something different. So you're more in flow. You're more present. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's so exciting to, you know, look forward to new things, different things. Um, and also to, to work with so many people on such important things for them to improve their lives.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's like... So the classroom. So we went from you've always kind of wanted to teach. It's been in the family. Um, now you enjoy working with middle school, correct? Yes, which I know sounds crazy. <laughs> so everybody, this is not always. I have met a lot of people that do. So yeah, tell us about the. T- tell us about that.
1: Yes. Well, I've I've taught from grades four, uh, fourth grade to twelve over the years, and my favorite group. Are the middle schoolers because they're in such a strange place? They're so like unsure of who they are, where they're going, um, who, you know, who they want to be with. There's so many things. It's so it's like a it's like a melting pot of emotions, and it's it's actually the most exciting age group because you either love the age group or you don't. There's not really a middle in the middle school. It <laughs> sounds crazy. It's but, true they just like they just like actually like let you be you and so over the years you know they've just accepted that i'm you know they're my audience they're with me i'm with them and you know we're going to meet in the in the middle of of the room so to speak um they're going to accept me for who i am and i do some pretty you know energetic things with them and i i i have to be there too all day so i make it as exciting for myself and for them as possible but there's just something about the innocence of a, a a middle schooler. They just kind of show up. And um, I've loved that. There are days when that's not so fun, um, <laughs> to be honest, but I, there's just a connection there. I certainly love my older students and had loved my younger students too, but there's, there's just something that kept bringing me back to middle school and um I don't know. You just kind of learn to be a little bit more flexible. Um, you just, you know, you're not shocked by very much anymore <laughs> because you see yes. it all. Yes,
0: so, that's true. They're, they're,
1: they're kind of risk takers. They're trying to figure things out. And sometimes they make good decisions and sometimes they don't. So I think it's it's wonderful. I mean, they, they actually, you know, I bring some coaching into the classroom as well. Um, like today, we we're getting ready for a test, and they were, they actually, they had to do a presentation in Spanish, it was, and they were terrified. And I had this big thing about, you know, it's okay. And let's all just, you know, we went through this whole thing on how, you know, fear and excitement are cousins. They're right next to each other. So you may be feeling excited to get up there and also a little fearful. And that's okay. I didn't tell anybody not to feel, you know, nervous. I didn't say that. I said, go ahead and feel nervous. Let's get it out. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And they looked at me and they said, oh, that works a little better. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, and it's funny because in the, I said, I'll tell you a story about something I'm going through at the end when the last person presents. And so they were all excited. So they got finished and one poor little boy was shaking when he presented, but we we did it, they did it. I said, well, I'm going to tell you something I'm doing tonight and I'm kind of nervous. And they're like, you're nervous? And I said, yeah. I said, I'm going to be on a podcast tonight. And they, they looked at me like I had fallen off the planet. <laughs> I love it.
0: I'm like, you,
1: you, do things, you do things like that? And I said, yeah, I'm going to. And I'm kind of nervous because it's my first time. And they're like, oh, don't be nervous. You talk to us all the time. I said, okay, then there you go. So it was it was nice. I had a moment to connect with them like that and show them that I, I'm a human being. which is fun.
0: Well, it's really, and there, it's kind of like that whole bag of tricks that you were talking about. It's pulling out your bag of tricks um, with any age, um, wherever you are, whatever stage of life, you have to kind of figure and pivot and, and try different things and all of that but i love that you're talking to them it is so freaking important oh my gosh to be talking to them at this age about fear and excitement being cousins and talking them through this i mean this is where uh yes like they need these you need these um uh, building blocks in order to carry them through life and the kids will remember that absolutely and i I
1: love that they see that i'm I still have the same emotions that they do. I'm just, um, you know, I'm acknowledging them and I'm, you know, they're asking, they said, I can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. Senora, I can't wait to know how it went. So I'm like, oh, that's a lot of pressure, but thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, wouldn't the world be a fabulous place if kids learned so many of these things about being creative, about taking risks, making mistakes, Uh, wow, wow.
0: Well, yeah, and it wasn't all about test taking, and I mean that's a whole other subject. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, to actually be in it, to be able to not feel so nervous all the time because you're trying to satisfy somebody else. um, uh, Which kind of bringing it back to adults, it's Mm -hmm. that whole thing with adults. That's us too. (laughs) Like you don't have to be, you know, you know, put in here if you're a people pleaser. If you, if you hold back, like if you're like, I can't do that because that wouldn't make so-and-so happy. I can't express myself and actually say those words or do this thing or wear this thing or color my hair that way because it would upset somebody. Um, these are all things that not just happens with kids, but follows through to adulthood. And let me tell you, when we hold on, we do hold on to that stuff. Whatever does not get expressed gets repressed. Ooh, I love that. And it doesn't, there's my little, there's my little, you know, soapbox. I mean, we, I just want you to, I want people to be able to say what they want to say, feel safe. Are we going to feel comfortable all the time or like what the other person's saying? Not always, or how they're showing up. But when things are done in a way where people can feel safe, Mm -hmm. then, you have to understand that we're, we're different. We're different, but yet we're the same.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I will tell kids that and clients that all the time. You know, we just get so used to kind of almost programmed to, you know, not not think that way. And it's, um, gosh, it's so healthy to just be okay with that. But I love that. Whatever doesn't get oppressed, trust. Oh, that is good. I'm a to of that.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Okay. And Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll give you all the credit in the world. <laughs> that's okay. But Thank you. But it's like, that's where it turns into, you know, dis-ease. Um, mm. Whatever gets shoved down there and, and doesn't be let out. Or, you know, you know how many times I've heard, well, I've always wanted to, I've always wanted to, you know, if, if we're going to take it to the visual arts, which that's not mm. all that creativity is, but if we're going to take it there, well, oh, I've always wanted to work with clay. I've always wanted to kind of make films. I've always wanted to know how to draw, but uh, I was told that I wasn't good at it. So I just never did it. And I'm telling you this stuff, after all of the workshops I've taught, the classrooms I've been in, that it, adults hold on to this. I <laughs> get, get pretty emotional about it. Oh, definitely.
1: Definitely. That's why when I talk with someone and I explain the whole idea of coaching, is for me to listen, you to tell me what's happening, where you are now, where you want to go, what kind of results you want in any way. And then I tell them, it's like you're talking and you're like kind of throwing up puzzle pieces and they're all over the place. And I help you to fit them back together because the greatest thing is that everybody already has their own answers. That's that's big. I mean, when I tell people that they feel so in control of the way they choose to think. Um, and a friend of mine told me that years ago, she was becoming way before I even knew what life coaching was, she was becoming a life coach. And she said, I asked her a question about something I was curious about. And she said, you know what, I can't give you that answer because you already have the answer. And I just looked at her. And I said, what? She said everybody has their own answers you just have to talk through it you have to allow yourself to get creative to bring up ideas and i'm i looked at her like she was crazy but
0: she was right she was right yeah yeah exactly right when we actually get quiet and trust ourselves then and quiet in whatever that looks like whether it is you know just Cook like being in that state where it's something that we don't have to think we're not pushing. It's like, we're not pushing upstream. We're not like trying so hard. So whether it's just chilling out, watching a movie, whether it's walking, whether it's cooking, whether it's listening to music, whatever it is, and you get that download all of a sudden it's like, Oh yeah. Or you get that feeling in your gut that feels like butterflies or you hear something and it's like, Oh yeah. And it triggers like things all of a sudden connect. There's so many things within and around that, it, just like you said, we know, but we, we shut ourselves down. Yeah, I agree. I mean,
1: it's it's so neat to also have someone to listen to you. And that's the, a big job of a coach um, is for someone to feel comfortable and trusting of you to kind of talk it through. And you you're, you know, I have to be a really good listener. I've become an even better listener um, and let people have their space to exactly do that, to think it out and to like, just be a little bit quiet with it and kind of pause and um, give themselves some thinking time. And that works well for adults and for children, actually.
0: Yeah. I want to highlight what you just said too about actually pausing Hmm. and not filling the space with words. Because the the things that you said are so key. It's like that listening component, making people feel comfortable and safe, allowing them to think it out, and then not having, after they talk, not having, it's like somebody just said to me the other day, where they said that it was just so great when somebody finally realized, the person that they were talking to said, do you need me to just be a listener right now, or do you want feedback? And she was like, oh my God. (laughs) I just want you to listen
1: (laughs) that's why sometimes I say that to my husband I just want you to listen I don't need a solution I just want you to listen and he's like okay so that is that is so that's so neat to hear from other people that's Mm -hmm. so true I mean people just respect a moment to like think because we're not all super fast with reactions and that might be a good thing sometimes but it's the listening component, just to be quiet and be still. And I would say nine times out of ten when that happens with a client and there's a a pause, and I'm just, you know, just there. Usually it's on camera, so I, I can have that connection with someone seeing them. Nine times out of ten, they say more. And it's fascinating because had I filled it in for them they wouldn't have been able to and it's so it's so quick and easy to like finish it up for somebody but that's not the idea of coaching uh it's to give them their space so i mean i would say anybody give it a try give a little space when someone says something to you and just see you know if, if or if you ask them a question give them a little bit more time just to see what happens it's really
0: cool yeah yeah i think that's a key component um that's it's just it's so it's so important in every aspect of life in um, parenting in uh, you know personal relationships in any part of it in a work environment um, to actually kind of like respect the pause yes (laughs) you're so right respect the pause is that that skittles that is that the skittles commercial or something
1: you know it's something it's some sort of Something like that on TV. I've heard something similar. I mean, the, the art of the jingle must have worked.
0: <laughs> it is. God, if anybody can think, um, anybody who is uh, listening in, it's respect to something. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so before we get on to the second question, I want to address because I called, I titled this chat, um, Exploring mm-hmm. Losing Mental Weight to Lose mm-hmm. Physical Weight. So I want to be sure that we touch on that and we don't lose that. Um, I love it. Yeah. Can we go into that?
1: Absolutely. You know, um, I I used to do what most people did. They always, you know, wanted to maybe be a certain weight, um, hoping for, you know, trying the 1,000 ways that could happen with all the promises of diet culture and social media now, but we didn't have that back then. But just, you know, TV back then, all the ads, the models, all of that, everything's in front of you. Um, and you know what? You could lose so much weight physically, but if you first don't start with what's inside your brain and how you think and how you treat yourself um, and and just your your outlook about your body and your health, it won't matter. It won't matter. I always help people. And, and it's such a relief to them. I'll say, We're going to lose a little mental weight first, and then you'll watch the physical weight start to melt when we have some other strategies in place. And this is like totally against everything that you see advertised um, with. Let's do a quick fix. Let's try this diet. Let's do that. And, you know, I'm fully, fully believe in in eating healthy food totally but there's so much more to it than that. And there's so much more than what you might think is a magic pill and short term, let me feel, I'll feel great when I lose weight and that's not how it happens. Um, So I think you have to clear the clutter in your brain first. You have to be open to the fact that you are human and you need to be, you need to treat yourself like you treat the people you really, really love and respect, you have to look in the mirror and you have to really get comfortable with who you are and how you talk to yourself. And I've caught myself a million times and now I'm really good at it. So, um, you know, when I start to think, oh, okay, you know, I'm never gonna look like that. And you just, you have to constantly catch that, acknowledge it, reframe it, and, and really get your mind in a different spot. And that, that works wonders for people because if I had a magic pill, Um, I, I probably would be on a tropical island somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yes. You would be a billionaire. Yeah. And I'm sure someone else would have already figured it out. And I, you know, I'm, there are so many healthy ways to lose weight out there. That's, that's like a secondary piece that comes after you figure out who you are, what you want, where you're going. And remember all the great things that you have the gifts that you have and how can you reframe reframing is huge um, um for me and for my clients it's just a, a better way to treat yourself how much time do you give to yourself how much time do you spend taking care of yourself do you wear yourself out so much that there's nothing left in the tank for you um i see that so many times especially with people that have kids of any age in particular, they are just run down and they wonder why they have no energy to lose weight. I'm like, well, you know, you're not putting yourself first. You're not putting your oxygen mask on first. Um, It's not selfish, it's taking care of yourself. So the idea of just your thinking, all of my blogs and, and when I write for Brains Magazine, it's so much about that, about that step first, and the way you think, and then what it can lead to. Um, Because again, if there were a totally magic pill, I would have bought it a long time ago.
0: (laughs) It's exactly, but what you're saying, I mean, with mindset, you have to go inside. I mean, you have to like yourself. You have to just, and our body changes. And as we go through the different stages that we go through in life, and just things change so we're not always going to look a certain way um but whatever that is you need to be able to look in the mirror and if anybody has done this again please put a comment in the um chat box look in the mirror look at yourself in the eyes and say i love you yeah. Yeah. absolutely just say i love you and see how that feels it could feel awkward you'd be like why the hell am i looking in the mirror and yeah. saying i love myself but you actually need to create that connection.
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And it's, it's nothing vain or anything like that. It's simply looking at the person that's staring back at you and you are your own best friend. And if you're not yet, please, please, please try to be because you're all you have. And look at that person in the mirror and talk to her. Say, wow, you're looking good today. Or you showed up. That is awesome. You're doing your best. You now, those are the kind of things that, once you just try to do that over and over, and you're not the one hiding, and you're not the one, you know, dodging pictures and all of that. Just, just be you. You be you is one of my biggest, biggest things for people.
0: Um, really, just, just start to love yourself. Yeah. Because if you don't, it doesn't matter even how much it doesn't matter how much weight you lose. You're still gonna find something wrong. Mm-hmm. with, uh with how you look. Um, is the book called Cyber? it's not, what's it called? Something Cybernetics. Oh, I don't know that one. Um, by, um, his last name is Maltz. I'm having, I'm like, I'm remembering the last names of things, the last part, but not the first part. I will, um something Cybernetics uh, by Maxwell Maltz. Okay. And he was a doctor and basically this was the whole topic of how you view yourself and how you love yourself. And, um, he talked about having people doing, you know, plastic surgery and they were so excited and they still didn't like themselves at, after the surgery was done exactly how they spoke. They still weren't, some people were incredibly happy and their lives changed. Mm-hmm. Um, other people were still unhappy, um, cause they just weren't comfortable with themselves absolutely
1: there used to be a show on tv called the swan if you remember it and they would do full plastic surgery makeovers for these people and when they did the follow-ups these people were not happy on the inside didn't matter what they looked like they were unhappy because they didn't kind of work on the inside so um And i'll tell you once you work on the inside it pushes out to the outside and you want to do your best you want to be your best self you want to feel good you want to be healthy
0: it just comes out naturally it's so cool but you have to start on the inside you do you have to get past that part that may be uncomfortable um, for whatever reason you actually have to connect with yourself and give yourself permission Mm -hmm. in order to feel that joy and happiness.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So let's move on and learn a little bit more. You mentioned some things in the beginning, but um, how you, so how do you incorporate more creativity into your own life? Into my own life. That is a great, great question. Learning all the
1: time is a big deal for me. Um, I am either reading something or taking a class or just figuring something out. I've learned that it's kind of fun to have to figure something out. I used to love everything to come quickly and be figured out for me. And so I wouldn't do something because I didn't know how, you know, I didn't know how to do it. So I'll forget it. Now, I find it like a puzzle. I find it like a game to have to put all of your skills together to figure something out. For example, I was trying to figure out, um, well, when I put up, did my website, um, which was a huge undertaking. Um, I did that in June and I could not figure some things out. And my husband, who's so smart, don't tell him that, he (laughs) said, why don't you just try to figure it out? And I looked at him like he's crazy and I said, oh my gosh, you're right. So I went on this little journey to find all these little pieces and to figure all this out. And I learned so much. Um, So I'm constantly trying to figure things out and sometimes take the harder road of not just getting the answer but trying to learn something along the way. Mm -hmm. And that's what I ask clients to do too. Um, I ask them, you know, the same thing, like let's learn about this, let's talk about this. Um, I also love in my personal life to try new things, which was not me in the past. I've learned to play tennis, Um, years ago I learned to run, I've been in a lot of races, uh, five half marathons and a marathon. If you'd asked me years ago if I'd ever done that, I would thought you were crazy. Wait, Uh, so wait a minute, you ran a full marathon? I did, I've done one and I've done five half marathons and I am the least athletic person in my family.
0: Wow. You go, Georgette. Wow. Those big
1: birthdays that really kick you into trying new things. And that was the first big birthday. You know, I was like, okay, I got to do something different. And I loved it. I loved it. But I didn't know I loved it until I tried it. Yeah. And I I just read a lot. I read a lot of topics that interest me. And sometimes um, I also push myself to read topics that I normally wouldn't. And that's really kind of strange sounding. But I think it's important to get a balance of what kind of diet you put in your mind. What 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 are you eating? What are you feeding your brain? Um, and that's often things like for authors or you know different podcasts or different things that I might not have known about, but wow, let me try this. Or this person's completely different from me. Let me listen. So that's kind of something
0: in the last five or ten years that I've tried. I really like it. I really like it. That's amazing. It's it's everything, and I'm sorry I just cut you off. <laughs> My timing is off today. Um, but there's the whole thing of how you define creativity, of letting things be different and fresh. So mm. you are really, truly living what you're speaking about. I'm trying so hard.
1: And you know what? I'm having so much fun. Fun is good, too. Fun is underrated. <laughs> And I just, I I just, I'm I'm pretty friendly of a person. I think when we first talked, I felt like I knew you forever. And I think we had that, you know, mutual thing in common. I just love connecting with people. Um, I can be a little bit shy at first, but mainly I, I just feel like I'm the person that will say, come on over here and sit with us. Or, you know, come here, come on to when we have people over for, you know, holidays and different things, we look around, be inclusive. That's a very big deal to me. And it's something that my husband and I have tried very hard to instill in our son. And I'm pretty sure it worked. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah it's, it's so funny. I was just talking about with my daughter, we're taking a class together, actually. And, um, It's just, there was, there's only 12 people in the class and it's just so interesting how personalities, like just how you, personalities of people. So this one person walked in the room and, you know, we were, I think I introduced myself and my daughter and we started talking at the table. And then this woman came in and sat at the other table and um, all of a sudden she's like, hi, I'm Christine. (laughs) I'm the loud one. I'm not shy. (laughs) Oh it that's so cool. It's something my
1: parents really taught us at a very young age and you know my grandparents taught them the same thing. Just look around and be inclusive um, everybody wants to belong look around for that person who might just not know how to you know invite themselves into your group or at your table or something so that's super important um it just it's just kind of a nice thing it feel it feels nice to be to be that way and um, I don't know, I just kind of enjoy that. And I, I love writing as well. Um, and you can't help but be creative with writing. I mean, sometimes these ideas come to me at funny times, at funny places. Um, I, So far, I do not have to just sit down and write something. It comes to me and it's in my head and I just get it out um, on paper or type it out or whatever. But that has become something that I absolutely love. That is a gift from my mom. She, again, the English teacher, she's a, a wonderful writer. She could write, she probably could write, um, you know, still could write some beautiful things. And I just admired that. It just came out so easily for her. Um, so I, I'm so happy
0: that I have the same
1: interest as she does.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm curious. If you get a download at like two o'clock in the morning as you're tossing and turning, what do you do? Do you just keep it in your head? Do you speak into your phone? Do you, do you get up and start writing? What do you do? This is so funny
1: because I do all different things. Sometimes it'll stay in my head, although I'm I'm still awake. And sometimes I just know I have to get up and write it down. Mm -hmm. Um, Or I'll just write it somewhere. I've got a a notepad, um, right? uh, on my um, the table near my bed, and I just will open the drawer and write something, even if I can't see it, I'll write it out. And I sometimes can remember things for a long time, but I'm really good at writing things. I've got a million little notes all over the place. I know exactly what we each one is supposed to <laughs> tell me, but that's, that's so funny because when you write, um, again, it can strike you and it can just... I now know what people mean you know once i started writing magazine articles it just flows and you've got to take it when it comes
0: you know i can't waste it yeah Yeah, so true that's um i've gotten up at at like that that uh, um, witching hour between two and three (laughs) i don't know if you actually between two Mm -hmm. and four Mm -hmm. i don't know if you can relate can you relate to that witching hour uh, absolutely, but because it's almost not enough time to get back to sleep in a deep sleep. So like,
1: it's usually 3.30 for me. That's when I'll get up. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yes. I'm an hour and a half left. I'm never going to get back to that sleep. So yeah. yes. well, I'm thinking, which it's not the best. You know, it, it's good ideas, but you need your sleep too. But yes, I think that's a blessing and a curse at the same time.
0: <laughs> it is. I've gotten up and I've been like, screw it. I have to get up. Like, this is. It just keeps going and going and going in my head. So um, I'm like, let me just get up. And one of the articles that I wrote for Brains Magazine as well was done in. I pretty much wrote it in a day. It was like a two to four kind of writing stint. I went back to sleep, looked yeah. over it some more, and then I'm like, it's done. Oh yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely. Every I've. Re- I've- had
0: ideas in the car. So I
1: keep a little notebook in the car. Um, you know, I, I just little pads of paper everywhere. So it's fascinating. And I think that's, that's so neat when you can be creative anywhere at any, any time of day. Um, and so, yeah, I,
0: I can totally identify with that. And also, I don't know if you utilize, I, um, on the phone, on my phone, I'll, I, I'll do the, um, an audio message to myself. So if I, if I'm driving, I'll just kind of be like, I can speak it out a lot of times that can be easier for me and it can be a ramble, but, um, I can kind of pick and choose out of it. Totally. I've done that too. Guilty yeah. as
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All helpful tools. So, oh my gosh, everything that you said, what I love the consistency of what you're saying is trying new things, problem solving, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, um, and having fun. Yeah
1: yeah we're we are here for just a short amount of time on this planet and and we've got to make the best of it whether you're you know 30 40 50 60 70 doesn't matter how old you are just do something don't wait just do something um it's it's okay it's refreshing it's fun and and there's so many options we just have to let ourselves be okay with that just let yourself explore i hear so many times from people oh my gosh you know uh, from this age now and what do i do i said well what do you want to do like well i don't know and i said well just keep thinking about that and i'll tell you that little whisper turns to a nudge to a push to a shove and the next thing you know you're into great new wonderful things um and it will happen you just have to be open to it and in that little whisper just just pay attention see how loud it gets
0: yeah and please don't be one of these people that says oh i'll just wait till i retire yeah don't do please
1: that. <laughs> no 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 do something now i know so many of my family and friends that are so kind of comfortable but yet not totally happy doing what they're doing and we're just you know used to doing the same thing and just try something. There's so this is there's never been a better time to to try different things, you know? And there's some risk involved, and that's okay. You have to ask yourself if the risk is greater than what you're going
0: to leave behind. You know? And that's a good question. Yeah, it is a good question. Oh my gosh. So as we're getting to the top of the hour, we kind of asked the third question and put a nice little bow on everything by saying, so why do you think creativity is important? Wow. I think,
1: I mean, that's huge creativity. I just don't know how you can, can be really fulfilled without it. It's, it's just, it just moves you. Um, it's just so much a part of, of, of who you can be and who you might want to be. Um, just the newness of it, the excitement. And like I said before, it, it kind of will come with some risk and being comfortable to be uncomfortable. Um, and know that that's okay. That's welcomed actually, that's healthy, that's,
0: that's growth. That's a mindset shift. Yeah, exactly, that's expansion. In order to, in order to expand, you need to, you need to go through some growing pains potentially. Maybe you don't. Um, Maybe it just flows naturally. Um, But usually along the way, there's growing pains. And I know that for every person that I meet. But then, you know, when you look at, you know, thinking about the creativity and parenting, when you look at your kids and of an 18 and a 21 year old, um, it's just, God, I mean, parents, don't you just want to save your kids from when anything is happening? You're like, I don't want them to get hurt. I don't want this. I don't want, you know, I don't want, you know, I want to sell this for them. I want to, but then you realize all those times you're like, no, they got to get hurt. They have to go through this decision-making process on their own. They have to establish independence. They have to have things happen in order to learn for themselves what they like and what they don't like.
1: That's right. And you know, on that note, shout out to my parents. I am the oldest of six kids. Oh my gosh. Shout out. Yes. Yeah. I, they did an amazing job. I have no idea how they did this. I know it was a long time ago and I know, you know, things have changed, but I only have one child. He is dear and darling, but I'm pretty sure I got what I could handle (laughs) because I don't know how my parents did it. I mean, parenting is tough and there's so much that you want to do for your child. Exactly what you said. Um, And it's just, it's wonderful to let them discover it. Let them make some mistakes, you know, let them be creative. And so I think that's very responsible to actually look at it that way too.
0: Yeah. And when, when you, it's a domino effect. Mm -hmm. So when you as the parent are exploring and, you know, having more fun and laughing at yourself more and trying new things, then they're going to do, they're going to do it because they're going to see that it's a safe thing. And, um, Yeah. They're just going to see you doing it and they they will, even if they don't say anything, they'll, they'll be doing it. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. So true. (laughs) So here we go at the top of the hour, which I am so, so grateful for you taking this hour to chat with me. Can you please let everybody know how they can find you?
1: Absolutely. Um, the website, which was the labor of love is GeorgetteLepage.com. My weekly blog is attached to that as well. You can also find me on Facebook at Georgette LePage Health and Life Coaching. And my blog is posted there as well every week. Instagram, GLepage7. and You can always email me at GLepage7 at me.com. And I offer one-on-one programs. I offer group programs. Um, they're, you know, 60-day, 90-day and, and separate one-on-one sessions. So all of that good stuff is there. And I would love to have some people reach out and just ask me some questions. Ask me what I do. And let's see if we can match up something. And that would be just fabulous. Perfect.
0: Get a conversation going. So Georgette, seriously, thanks so much for taking this hour to chat. Really oh, enjoyed talking to you. Thank you. It went so fast. I, I I can't
1: believe it. I appreciate it. I appreciate everyone that took time to come today, and to those who will listen a bit later. That's wonderful.
0: Yeah, it really does mean so much because an hour is a, is an amount of time. So um, we appreciate you taking that to tune in. But actually, before I go into my final goodbyes, is there any like final words, any inspiration, mm-hmm. anything that's on your mind that you want to share out? Sure. Um, I usually like to say that, this is to
1: each of you out there, you are unique, worthy, special, and you deserve to feel better on the inside and out in order to be your best self. You deserve to be healthy and joyful. That's That's my big wish for everybody. And
0: try new things. Perfect. Try new things. Perfect way to close out. Oh my gosh, everybody. So this space is all about inspiring each other, connecting and sharing stories. So please like follow and share so we can spread the word. I feel like we've always needed this, but I feel like we need it now more than ever. So, um, absolutely. Yeah. Just lift each other up. Don't cut each other down. Doesn't yeah? Anyway, so if you are feeling inspired to be a um, uh, to be an author, then reach out. My one of my companies, Express Yourself Publishing, my new multi author book, Invisible No More, stepping into the spotlight. I am um, gathering people at this moment, so please feel free to reach out at i am creative philly p h i l l y dot com or leave a message here, and we can connect. So I wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, wherever you are in this world. And we'll be talking again soon. So goodbye, everybody. Bye. Feeling inspired? There are so many ways to do things for you, to get yourself moving, to get your creative juices flowing, and to have fun. Check out I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing go to i am creative philly.com i am creative philly p h i l l y.com and check out the experiential kits check out creative Shui, which is all about creative inspiration and guidance and for express yourself publishing there's so many multi-author book opportunities so i would love to chat with you so much everybody has everybody's creative Everybody has a voice, everybody has an expression, and I can't wait to meet you. Thank you so much for taking this hour to listen to our stories and share the energy. And I wish you a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in this world. Bye, everybody.